0: My name is Humble Gray, and I am a Mississippi farmer. My recent encounter with Bigfoot, which I detailed in a previous episode, aroused interest in certain quarters. More specifically, those dealing with a scientific offshoot by the name of, this is a big word now, cryptozoology. What's that, you ask? What's this cryptozoology you speak of? Why, ladies and gentlemen, it's nothing less than the search for lost animals. I mean creatures what folks thought had gone extinct or the stuff of legend. Legend that may be, if I may say, fact. The abominable snowman, the Loch Ness monster, dinosaurs still stomping the planet and other what's-its, they're, they're all fodder for the practitioner of this arcane field. It Turns out, the hunt for these beasts, it makes for popular television fare. I've learned now that they've got all kinds of programs dealing with the hunt for varmints What ought not to be alive. Monster Quest, Alaska Monsters, Finding Bigfoot, Expedition X, and the like, why, they're racking up viewers with a taste for the great unknown. So I get a telephone call, see, from this fella named Mr. Evan Caulfield, and he tells me he's the host of this show called Wayward Critters. We're based in New Orleans, says he, and syndicated mainly in the Deep South. And what we do is, we do shows on these monsters what exist below the Mason-Dixon. ''Monsters,'' says I. ''Yeah,'' says he, ''I'm talking about like the wampus cat, the skunk ape, the lizard man, you know, that type of thing.'' ''Well, good for you,'' says I, ''but what do you fellas want with old Farmer Gray?'' ''We want to bring you down here for an interview,'' says Mr. Caulfield, ''cos, sir, we would be absolutely delighted to jaw with you on your Bigfoot story. Are you game?'' I'm reluctant, says I, for New Orleans is a sinful place, as I'm sure you're well aware. A town full of tawdry French Quarter saloons, where the ladies display their nandies. Not to mention this modern-day Sodom is ground zero for bacchanalian celebrations. Street parties where, Lord help me, beads are exchanged for a peep at the deity days. Hardly the place for a God-fearing Baptist, wouldn't you agree?" "'Oh, we've no truck with such as that,' says Mr. Caulfield. "'We're in the Central Business District. "'Why, here, my good sir, it's all clean living and commerce, "'with everybody buttoned down and dressed up.' "'Well, after some hemming and hawing on my part, I finally says, "'I says, all right, then, I reckon I can oblige you gentlemen. "'That is, if, my good sir, you're willing to pay for the trip. "'You bet,' says the man. "'First class all the way.' Now, if my fellow citizens of Trouvaux saw the sleek black Lincoln town car that showed up at Gray's Farm, they'd have thought I'd struck oil. And compared to my bumpy old pickup, the ride down I-55 was like sailing on a magic carpet. Had the whole back seat to myself, too, and got to know the back of the driver's head real good. A couple hours later, we were in New Orleans, parked in the garage of a big steel and glass high-rise that looked worlds away from the Creole townhouses just a mile north. A couple minutes later, after the driver called up on his cellular telephone, two fellows in short sleeves and khakis came out to greet me. The small, wiry one with the beard was Mr. Caulfield, and the bigger, heavier gent was his partner on the television, Norman Latrobe. "'Well, they took me up to their studio chatting the whole time "'about what a thrill it was to meet somebody who'd encountered Bigfoot "'and how they'd been on his trail for some time now.' "'We're getting close,' says Mr. Caulfield. "'I feel like in the next year we'll have proof of a southern offshoot of the species, "'knowing there's one just outside your little town of, uh... "'What's it called again?' Trouveau, says I. "'Yes,' says Mr. Caulfield, "'Truveau. "'Why, that's an essential piece of the puzzle.' And you're willing, says Mr. Latrope, to go on camera and talk about your adventure? To which I replied, when a man tells the truth, he's willing to speak it anywhere to anybody. So while the camera was rolling, that's television, lingo, I picked up. When they're recording you on the video, they say they're rolling, see? So while the camera was rolling, Mr. Caulfield asked me all about the evening I spent in the woods, sitting around a campfire and conversing with the great man-beast. He seemed particularly interested, says I, in the great injustices that Mr. Trump faced as president. Was he curious about the election, asked my interviewer? Well, he didn't come right out and admit it, says I, but I think that's mainly because he can't talk. However, I believe it had caught his attention. Mr. Caulfield and I, we we went on like that for a while, with questions and answers, questions and answers, till I'd finally exhausted my story. When we were done, he thanked me heartily for my contribution, a a contribution to, quote, the never-ending search for truth, unquote. Now then, says he, would you like to see what else we've been up to in our hunt for hidden animals? I said I'd be delighted, wondering if perhaps there'd been some strange creatures aboard Noah's Ark that most of us had never heard of. Well, says he, we've gathered some pretty convincing evidence of amazing new species here in the South. And in many cases, we're right on the cusp, the very cusp, I tell you, of turning legend into fact. We'd entered a room where a bald-headed fella, his dress shirt open at the neck, sat at a computer while Mr. Latrope looked over his shoulder. This is Eddie Mulligan with the New Orleans Police Department, says Mr. Caulfield. He's what we call a forensic image analyst, which means he can enhance video pictures that may not be completely clear. That way, we can take something indistinct and... Tell what it is. He does a great job for the police department identifying perpetrators of crime from blurry security cams and the like. But he also moonlights right here with us. He's an invaluable asset, adds Mr. Latrope, helping us figure out what's what on our monster videos. He's just working on a batch of them right now. Which one you got up there, Eddie? I'm supposed to be looking, says Mr. Mulligan, for this thing called a, uh, what's it, a? A Rougarou? That's right, says Mr. Latrope. a Rougarou. What in heaven's name is that asked I. The Rougarou, says Mr. Caulfield, is a creature from right here in Louisiana. It's kind of like a werewolf that lives out in the bayous. So we traveled out to Grenobley's swamp in Lafayette, Paris, in search of it, see? We set up $3,000 worth of night vision cameras, nearly came down with leptospirosis from the water, but dang it if we didn't get some fine images, though. What do you see there, Eddie? Mr. Mulligan applied the full range of his skills to the out-of-focus blob on the screen, producing what you call signal noise and employing something he referred to as a resolution filter. Okay, says he, I've got a clear view of what your camera's shot. Is it the monster? asked Mr. Latrope. Do we have proof at last of this terrifying entity? No, says Mr. Mulligan, not unless you consider a cat terrifying. And with that, he showed us the unmistakable image of a kitten sitting on a log in the middle of the swamp. Don't know how it got out there, says the video expert, but that's what you photographed for $3,000. Maybe the Rougarou carried him there, says Mr. Caulfield. Could be he was lonely for a pet. If you think so, says mister Mulligan. Well, whatever the story, says mister Latrope, it's just a minor setback. Now the Pope Lick monster, that video's gonna be a game changer. Half man, half goat, this ghastly creature lives in the Louisville, Kentucky, under the Pope Lick Creek Railroad trestle. A horrifying chimera from the devil himself, says mister Caulfield. We hired the best videographer in the Bluegrass State paid him $10,000 to sit out there for a week, camera at the ready. "'And didn't he but deliver, though? Yes, indeed. "'His efforts did not disappoint. "'Something showed up beneath the trestle, all right,' says Mr. Latrope. "'Something not quite human.' "'Not quite human is right,' says Mr. Mulligan, "'once again upping the resolution on the mysterious image. "'That's another cat.' "'What?' says Mr. Caulfield. "'A black-and-white kitty cat,' says the video man.' With adorable spats. And sure enough, there was the feline, which the video showed to have one leg in the air as he cleaned himself with his tongue. Oh, says Mr. Latrobe, well, maybe he's shape shifted into a cat to put us off the scent. Or maybe it's just a plain old cat you spent ten thousand dollars videotaping, suggested Mr. Mulligan. Let's move on, says Mr. Caulfield. How's that video of the Snallygaster coming along? That's a winged bird reptile lives in Maryland, says Mr. Latrope. Got an eye in the middle of its forehead. Really the stuff of nightmares. Went out to Frederick County, says Mr. Caulfield, and paid the U.S. government $50,000 to do a satellite survey of the area. Well, sir, lo and behold, didn't that just pay off and then some? For we spied something very interesting. Mr. Mulligan zoomed and enhanced the image on screen, at which point he says, he says... Okay, here it is. Caulfield and Latrobe crowded into sea, and there followed from them a few words which I shall not divulge in mixed company. Another cat, says Mr. Latrobe. Yes, yeah, says Mr. Mulligan, and look, he's got his little paw raised. In fact, if I didn't know better, I'd say he was waving hello at the satellite, almost like he's taunting you. Where the heck are they all coming from, says Mr. Caulfield. Is our nation overrun with the feline devils? Well, it's not always a cat, says Mr. Mulligan. Sometimes you guys have filmed a dog or a muskrat or a turtle or something, and then there was that children's birthday party you mistook for a surviving tribe of Neanderthals. Then he rocked back in his chair and asked, How much money have you blown on this over the years? That's not the point, says Mr. Latrope. There's no price on the search for truth. "'Upwards of a million dollars,' suggested Mr. Mulligan. "'Well,' says Mr. Caulfield, "'kind of, but, I mean, for less than ten bucks,' says Mulligan, "'you could buy one of those cat calendars and have all the pictures you want of these things.' "'Suddenly Mr. Caulfield's cellular telephone rang. "'Yes,' says he. "'Really?' "'Really? "'Why, that's amazing. "'We'll be out there pronto.' "'Then he turned to his partner. "'A chupacabra's been sighted near Kissimmee, Florida.' "'We're going to need $400,000 for a fully-loaded RV "'with state-of-the-art digital equipment.' "'I'm on it,' says Mr. Latrope, "'and he was out the door in a flash to make those arrangements. "'Sorry we couldn't visit longer,' says Mr. Caulfield, shaking my hand. "'But this could be the big one. "'So long, Farmer Gray.' "'And he, too, was out the door.' "'Mr. Mulligan sighed. "'Wish they'd just give the money to orphans,' says he. "'But my sympathy, dear listeners, was with the two intrepid explorers.' for whom I felt no disdain. Because isn't the world all the better for dreamers? Yes, sir. Play me out, Zeke.